Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. How did that feel to hear that as a love song to you, acknowledging the power that each one of us has here in this world? Could you feel it? That is our superpower, to stay in the space of the I am and to look at one another and see not a broken world, but see only the Christ, the I am. That is our superpower. And in order to do that, we need to replenish ourselves over and over again because we are walking through a world of illusion and it's, it's contagious. It's so easy to think that we are broken to think that the world is broken, to listen to the fear. And so we have to shore up our consciousness in meditation and spiritual community. That's what allows us to go forth and live our mission of embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. We have to take care of ourselves first. And what gets in the way of that, I'm going to use an acronym, JOB. And, and it doesn't mean that going to work is in the way of that. It might be, but it doesn't have to be. It's an acronym. And it stands for judgment, overwhelm. <laughs> and of course, I've forgotten that there, I have, I have this... <laughs> Just, just over broke. <laughs> There's another one. It'll come to me. Anyway, um, busyness. That's what it is, busyness. Um, so when we get into those states of judgment, overwhelm, and busyness, it's harder to remember the I am in ourselves or in others. And so we have to pay attention to that. I've asked Carol Fox to come up and um, share a story that she, one of the things that I'm doing right now, and I really open this up to all of you, <clears throat> I have this idea that we as a community can write a book. And our book is about what, what's our secret sauce as a community? Why are we growing so much when other churches are in decline. What is that? And so I've been really thinking about it, and I have ideas, and some people have given me ideas, and, and Carol wrote a beautiful piece about it that was a little bit too long to read this morning, but I asked her to give us the shortened version of it, and, and I'd invite you all to think about that, but her, her um, piece has a lot to do with judgment, which is the first one, so I asked her to share it. Mm -hmm. um, 
expletive, you know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and God was something that, you know, weak people thought about. And uh, the other thing about my family that was really significant was that uh, we were um, the judges of the universe. And um, we knew, you know, we, we evaluated everyone, including each other, uh, on certain standards. And, um, uh, like, you know, rich, smart, and thin were good, and poor, dumb, and fat were bad. Things like that. I mean, and everybody fit into certain categories, and every quality that a human being could have was judged. So... Pretty soon I realized that I was never going to measure up <laughs> to all these uh, standards. And, um, and I gave up. And because I gave up, uh, I went into kind of a downward spiral and, and had a lot of nightmarish experiences <laughs> uh, coming from that place of I'm not good enough. And I don't deserve, etc. cetera. Uh, the only saving grace was uh, for some reason I kind of had these spiritual leanings in spite of it all. And uh, I was a seeker from very early in my life and uh, started exploring, went from Zen to S to, you know, everything else. <laughs> um, therapy, etc. And uh, I finally landed in 12-step programs, which uh, was a, a source of spiritual guidance for me that worked. You know, it was a definition of God I could live with and all that kind of thing. But uh, I was never really associated with any church. I liked Unity from the beginning when I heard about it, but I wasn't really associated with the church. So um, when I uh, got to Oregon, uh, I was uh, alone, very alone. The people that I had moved up here to be friends with moved away almost as soon as I got here. And uh, I was really desperate for community and, and friends. And um, so I saw Unity, you know, somebody told me about it. Well, you know, really, why? Uh, even though it's called a church. And uh, <laughs> so I came uh, to Unity, and, you know, what's not to like? You know, it's a beautiful community of people, wonderful people, and a uh, great facility. And what really kept me coming back was James. And um, because for some reason, James seemed to really like me. <laughs> you know, and I thought, maybe I remind her of somebody that she liked. <laughs> <laughs> and it went on, you know, for a few months, and I got, a, you know, service position. I was like, I was, I was feeling pretty good about being here, but uh, there was still inside of my heart a, a sense of aloneness. Until I, uh, and I, I wanted to say a little bit uh, before I start crying. Um, a therapist once told me that I asked her, "Why do I cry when things are good?" She said, "Well, it's because when things are good, we can be relieved of all that pain that from when things are bad. So I'm probably going to cry, and that's okay. Um, okay, so I took a course <laughs> in um, the, uh, the history of unity. James, that's right. That was James. He's not here today. Yes. And it was just, um, I thought, you know, this really isn't relevant to me, but what the heck. I just felt like, you know, for some reason I should take this course. And, and then I read, uh, one of the books was um, the um, story of unity. 
Yeah, and it, and it was a good book, and I, I read it, it was interesting. It's a story of uh, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore and how they developed this whole community. And, um, and when I, I read it, uh, Myrtle Fillmore reached across 100 years of time, grabbed me, and said, you are the beloved child of God. <laughs> and I got it. I don't know how I got it. I don't know why it took me 72 years, but that's what I got. And uh, I came to church the next Sunday. I was really excited. I said, Jane, I am the beloved child of God. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> and I realized she'd known it all along. <laughs> and that's what makes this community so special, is that she and quite a few others here know that not only I, but all of us are the beloved children of God. And in fact, manifestations of God. And that changes everything. <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, I would like to say that now, you know, I'm free of judgment and free of all these self-doubt uh, and <laughs> everything like that. <laughs> that hasn't happened. But I am now aware of it. I am now aware that that is the lie. And being a child of God is the truth. And uh, I get to remind myself of that uh, on a daily basis. Isn't that a beautiful story? That, that is the impact that we get to have on one another. And, and not just inside these walls, but as we go out into the world. When we fill ourselves up, we're spilling over. And we get to change people's lives. We get to help them to see who they are and not who they thought they were when they grew up in situations like Carol did. This is a high honor. Mother Teresa was asked about um, how she could stand to be helping these poor people that were so disease-ridden and on their last legs. And how could she do this? And she said, well, everywhere I look, I see Jesus, my beloved. She was in love not with Jesus the man, but with Jesus the Christ energy, that, that energy that is completely all that is. That's all she could see when she looked at the people she was working with. And that's what we are called to, to see that Christ energy everywhere. First of all, when we look in the mirror. And when we band together as a community and we're all doing our best to do that, then we create this vortex and people walk in the door and they feel it. You've all been new at one point. How many of you, when you walked in the door, just felt something 
whether you could put your finger on it or not. And you've heard others talk about it, right? We've, we are creating an energy that is powerful and important. Our world needs this right now. We are making medicine for the world. We're creating safety. So judgment is really the thing that I would invite us to just step away from. And the overwhelm and the busyness, two of my personal favorites, because I've, I've kind of gotten past a lot of the judgment, not all <laughs> by any means, but nothing like when I was younger. But overwhelm and busyness is my specialty. <laughs> and I was thinking today of the story of Martha and Mary when Jesus comes to visit. And Martha is just busy, busy, busy. She is running around and she's fixing the sandwich plates and, you know, doing whatever and, and cleaning up to make sure that everything is good. And Mary's just sitting there at Jesus' feet looking gaga. And Martha's getting really irritated with her because there's a lot to do. And you know, if you've had a party in your house, you know, there's lots to do to get ready for the company. And she's saying to Jesus, get her to help, dad. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. You, you want everybody to be pitching in. And he says, no, it's, what she's doing is more important. And it's not that what Mary was doing, I mean, Martha was doing was unimportant. It's about balance. Martha was too busy to be paying attention to this guest of honor who is embodying the Christ. And Mary is so absorbed in that Christ that she can't see anything else. So we have to create balance in our lives. We have to take time to remember who we are. And in doing that, then we become available to give this non-judgmental acceptance to one another. And that's how we create safety. When people are afraid, what is it they're afraid of? They're afraid they're not going to be safe, right? At the core. Why won't they be safe? Because somebody won't like them or because they'll die or whatever. There's specific manifestations of it. But at the core, it's about safety. And we create safety. Instead of becoming consumers of it, we become distributors of it through our ability to accept one another, radically accept them. Somebody else who wrote a little um, excerpt for our book said that at Unity, she feels like we get to be the depth and the width and the breadth of who we are. 
that it isn't just a little part, like we accept you when you're smiling and cheery and doing something spiritual looking. We, we accept the all of you. We accept the all of us. That's what creates safety. So this week, it's our great honor to go out and practice. Practice seeing the Christ everywhere we go. Practice radiating that energy of acceptance. Being a blessing of acceptance of one another. So no matter where somebody is walking, they will feel safe because we are one safe place to be. And we are exporting that into the world. <laughs>